0: Okay. Why am I peeing every time I cough? That is the question that ponders right now.
1: That cough just has a lot of force behind
0: it. (laughs) That's the problem with having three kids. I'm sitting here, I cough, and I pee a little every time. Somebody get me deep ends. I do it too. Oh my god. Okay, ready?
1: How are you doing? I'm good. How are you?
0: Guys, we finally got Robin set up on a microphone. She has a computer. She has headphones. She has her home studio all set up. How does it feel?
1: Um, good. Yeah. I feel professional now.
0: I feel like your audio is crisp. It sounds beautiful. We're stoked.
1: I can scold you in HD. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh, Robin, it's been two weeks since we recorded the podcast. Do you think anyone missed us?
1: Um, I know they missed us, actually. They kind told of. me.
0: <laughs> Literally, people are like, when's the next episode coming out? But guys, the last two weeks has been absolutely bananas. Should we get into it, Robin? Let's do it. Okay. Well, guys, first, let's do an overview. We're going to be talking about today. My American Thanksgiving, because Canadian Thanksgiving is in what, October?
1: In October, yeah.
0: Okay. So we're going to be talking about the American Thanksgiving that happened last week. Um, and how I potentially thought it was going to be like my first holiday alone. And, you know, it, this year has been a year of so many changes. So many changes. And one of them being that I have to split time with my ex-husband with our kids over holidays. Right. And so, I mean, we, when, when Clint and I first split up, it was, let's see, it was, we, we ended things in March and then I moved out. I moved out in July because it just, you know, I, we had to legalize the separation and get the decree signed and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, get everything kind of ironed out so to speak so during that time there wasn't really any major holidays we had to worry about and labor day is like not a big deal i feel like so the first one was really halloween but halloween's just for an evening and i was able to still be there so fast forward to right before thanksgiving i was under the impression that i was going to be all by myself because clint had the kids had the, yeah, the kids for Thanksgiving. He never extended the invite, never asked what I was doing. So I knew that there was a strong possibility that I wasn't going to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving with my kids. Um, so I had arranged to come hang out with you, come into yep. Canada. <laughs> and that didn't work out because Robin got sick.
1: And Emma didn't want to come here and get sick.
0: I didn't want to go visit Robin and get sick. Which is ironic. Okay, hold on. We'll get to that in just a second. So Robin was sick, like she was dying. And I was like, yep, nope, don't want to come, don't want to get sick. So then I started to come down with like a little bit of a runny nose. But I was just like, nope, it's just a cold. My kids have been, you know, they're in daycare. They're bringing germs home all the time. So I thought nothing of it. Still go um, thinking that I'm not going to go to Thanksgiving, by the way, still at this point, um, my ex-husband picked up the kids was probably the most devastating emotional moment for me because my kids had just realized moments before he picked them up that I was going to be spending Thanksgiving all alone because I had just found out that you were sick.
1: Yeah, like right before,
0: like right before. So my kids had overheard me either talking to you or talking to Shelby on the phone, explaining that I was going to be by myself on Thanksgiving. And I was trying to remain optimistic, but it, it was something that I was suppressing for weeks now, right? Yeah. And so when my kids found out and I saw how sad they were, reality set in for me. And I had the worst anxiety attack of my life. The worst anxiety attack. Um, to the point where it lasted like three hours. i never experienced anything like that. I knew that I was going into an anxiety attack and trying to be in control of it. I did all, all the things that normally would help me relax and feel better, but it was very strange. I, you know, I, I took a hot bath. I did Epsom salts. I tried to do incense, like listen to soothing music i fa- i facetimed you and you you coached me through it and um, yeah i
1: took my lunch early yeah i help you
0: so and and shelby tried to help but like nothing i nothing was helping i felt completely paralyzed paralyzed and empty and numb and i don't know it's just it felt like the world stopped completely stopped and you can tell yourself over and over again that you know you're in an anxiety attack but it's tricking your brain to get itself out of it I don't know how else to explain it
1: it's hard to explain like I understand what you're saying because I have them Mm -hmm. but to explain to somebody who's never had one it's hard
0: yeah it i had I have a friend that comes to mind she has severe very severe anxiety, and of course, when I was younger i I didn't have as bad of anxiety or I wasn't as cognitively aware of what it was and um I remember her being in anxiety attacks and not understanding how you got there, right not realizing that the entire time I was having my own <laughs> anxiety attacks which probably looked like on the outside like uh, emotional outbursts
1: yeah well everybody presents them in different ways
0: right so but it's it was very strange like I was so upset it was it was a pain I can't even describe my my heart just tore in half and I like I feel myself even getting emotional and I know there was a lot of parents that I spoke to on Thanksgiving who weren't able to be with their children either. And it just, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I know, I know exactly how they feel. Um, But fortunately enough, uh, my daughter is like her mother and uh, bulldozed her dad into inviting me to Thanksgiving.
1: Good job, Reagan.
0: (laughs) And... At first I was being petty and I was like, no, you know what I mean? Like I need, I, I don't, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to get like a secondhand invite. Yeah. Then I got thinking about it and I was like, man, your pride is going to ruin an opportunity to spend time with your children when legally speaking, I don't have that opportunity. So I put my pride aside and I said, you know, if the invitation is still there, I would like, to be able to come. So it was, um, we ended up having a really great Thanksgiving. My ex-husband did a fantastic job. And, you know, it's it's a year of a lot of firsts in trying to figure out how how we're going to navigate as a separated family.
1: Yeah, that, it can't be easy. And I think you guys are doing an awesome job. You have a great co-parenting relationship.
0: We're trying. I think it's it's still continuing to evolve. Um, trying, just trying to heal wounds, mostly on his side. I've I've, I've done a lot of therapy and self reflection and kind of gone through the grieving process more quickly than he did. Um, so he's still in the thick of it, but every day, you know, is getting better. Like tonight, we spent time together. Um, because Santa Claus came to the town that my, my kid's dad lives in. He rides on a fire truck and I know how my ex-husband is. And he doesn't think of like, I should invite their mother for this. Or, you know, I should probably plan something so that we can all still do something as a family and have it be okay. It doesn't have to be weird. Like it's our new normal. We're establishing that new normal, right? Yep. So he just doesn't think to like oh I should text her and see what she's doing tonight to see if she mm-hmm. she can join us whereas I've are like I literally months ago was like Clint you're coming to Christmas right cuz I have the kids for Christmas yeah so I was like you're coming for Christmas right Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and he was like yep like so I I'm I'm such a planner and he is not he is he flies by the seat of his pants he, he plans for work, but when it comes to everything else, he does not think about it at all. So anyways, I took the initiative, and I texted him and said, hey, is, is Santa coming to, to town tonight? And he, he said, yeah, are you going to be home in time? And I said, I should be. So then he invited me to come over, have pizza with them, and then to watch Santa go by the house. So I did, I did just that, and I left. I think
1: that's awesome that you can still go do that
0: stuff. Right. It, it was, I guess if it takes
1: you bringing it up, at least he still extends the invitation.
0: Right. Exactly. I, and he didn't, he didn't have to, I didn't, um, I didn't kind of force him to invite me. I didn't self-include myself um, because everyone has a choice in this and he very well could have made that choice and would have followed through on that choice.
1: He could have, but both of you guys have the children, like best interest in mind,
0: right, yeah, yeah, you're
1: rational people who can put your differences aside for your kids, which makes you both great parents,
0: yes, absolutely. I still feel like though we're at two very different points. I feel healed and for like have forgiven everything, even though like he he when I say forgiven everything, I did a lot of really fucked up stuff that that is. It warrants a relationship ending. However, there was an un, unintentionally mental abuse in the relationship that he he's a narcissist. So he he doesn't realize what he's doing and saying is having a negative effect on me. So it unfortunately, you know, it's it's a continuous transition. Oh, well,
1: yeah, I, I think you're going against the odds, though, and you're doing great. We're trying to. Could be a lot worse.
0: So anyways, going back to Thanksgiving, we had a great Thanksgiving. And I went home and I felt like crap. I, I was fine during Thanksgiving, but I felt myself blowing my nose. And then I got home. And then when you're finally, you finally lay down, you're like, ugh. All of a sudden, I'm incredibly congested. I was like, this is a bad cold. COVID never crossed my mind once and then I wake up the next morning I make myself coffee and (laughs) I'm drinking my coffee and I'm like oh this tastes a little bland and then I don't know what it was that I that made me think I needed to test what was it
1: you were eating and you couldn't taste anything
0: Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was eating like an egg sandwich and I couldn't Mm -hmm. taste any of the seasoning. I couldn't really taste it. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should eat this Rice Krispie treat. And if I can't taste anything, then I really need to test. So I ate the Rice Krispie treat, didn't taste anything. But it was weird. I could tell that it was when like when I was eating my egg sandwich, I could tell. It was an egg sandwich, clearly, or like I could tell (laughs) there was like garlic in it or I could tell there were certain tastes that I could tell, but it wasn't full blown. You know what I mean? My taste buds were not exploding like they normally do for my cooking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so, anyways, I, I door dashed a test because my kids were with me and I took the test. It didn't even need the full 15 minutes. It needed like two seconds to show me that it was positive.
1: So really, me being sick saved me from getting COVID. Correct. Because you would have came here and then felt like doo-doo.
0: Correct. And then I would have exposed your entire family. And then I would have never heard the end of, Emma, you gave me COVID. We
1: could have quarantined together for five (laughs) days, though. That would have been fun.
0: Oh, my God. I wouldn't have been able to get back over the border.
1: Nope. You'd be stuck with me.
0: Well, no, I wouldn't test uh, and I would just go home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah spread, spread it on your way home. <laughs> Sorry,
0: border guards. <laughs> so, yeah, I tested and my daughter was so mad because we were supposed to go to some, like there was a Christmas event in the next town over and I was going to take the kids and there were fireworks and there was like a little parade and little, there was sleigh rides and what have you. And I tested, and when it came positive, I told Reagan, and Reagan goes, no, Mom, take another. Like, she could not believe that I was positive. (laughs) And then the second one came back positive, and she started to cry. She goes, why, Mom? Why did you get COVID? (laughs) You're such a fun sucker, Emma. It's something that I can control. So, yeah, I had COVID. I was fucking miserable. I had COVID and my kids were with me because their dad was out of town for work.
1: That sounds amazing.
0: It was fucking terrible. I didn't hear from you for like an
1: entire day.
0: I thought you died. I slept so much. Slept so much. And, you know, what day was it? Monday? We were like, okay, we're going to record. And I still like I could hardly stay awake. I was coughing a ton. I was blowing my nose every five seconds. I was a mess. An absolute mess. mess. I had COVID. It was fucking miserable. I wasn't even really on TikTok. I tr- I would post stuff that I already had. Like, yeah, I had it in the drafts and I was like, okay, this is just to know that I'm still alive. This is what I'm going to post.
1: I was just sick, but not COVID. Yeah. Even though you told everybody I had COVID.
0: Guys, she had covid. Spread the you, spread it spread the rumor. Pass it on. So mean. You got really mad though. You got I really did. Mad. You hit a
1: trigger for me.
0: Was it me or was it Trey?
1: It was both of you, to okay. be honest, but it was mostly Trey.
0: Okay. I was going to say, why is that a trigger for you though?
1: I got bullied my entire childhood and it would be like nobody talked to Robin. She's fat and ugly or nobody talked to Robin. She's weird and reads books. on recess like innocent things like whatever but then they would spread the rumors around the school and then everybody would ignore me so when i joined this live that you told everybody i had covid they made this really big deal and pulled their shirts up over their faces and were like don't everyone stay away from robin she has covid and it was like 8 a.m and they were the only people on live yeah so now i have nothing to do because i'm just getting bullied in this live At 31 years old, I didn't think it was very funny. So I just took a nap. (laughs) I had a little temper tantrum nap. Well,
0: first, let me apologize, because obviously I would never intentionally bully you. A lot of the times I just have. I don't know. I, I, I like I poke fun at the people that I love the most. But if I, I knew I was being overly
1: sensitive, I was sick, I was tired, I just I didn't feel well. I just didn't find the joke funny because I was grumpy. Yeah. So I took a nap and then I just messaged the group back and was like, "Everything's fine."
0: Yeah, but at the same time, if your feelings are hurt, you have to give us the opportunity to to apologize.
1: But I know that you guys weren't malicious. That's the thing. Like, I know you guys are my friends and you didn't do it to hurt me. It was it was supposed to be a joke. So I didn't think it needed to be a big deal.
0: I mean, at this point, you know, the shit that I do is because I fucking love you. Oh, yeah. And I do it for Shock Factor and entertainment. And you, <gasps> Hilarious. I, I go for <laughs> I a I, great time. I go for a reaction and you always give it to me.
1: <laughs> i got to remember that next time. I'll just do no reaction.
0: Oh gosh. So yeah. So then I had COVID and I was, I was itching to go somewhere and uh, you know, after having the kids for almost a week, I, I wanted to travel. I wanted to get out of the house. I didn't want to be home all by myself because it's so tough. It, well, it's not so tough. I don't know how to explain it. It's lonely when my kids are at their dad's house for a weekend And sometimes I'm really okay with it because if I need to, like, recharge my batteries, so to speak, then I don't mind being home alone. However, I don't have any local friends. So it's not like I can be home and okay and just invite friends over to hang out. I have to travel to whomever or they have to travel to me. So I hadn't seen my best friend Daniel in a long time so I had planned to go to New York City I was like yep I'm going to New York we're gonna ball out and then he called me what two days before
1: Thursday night
0: Thursday yeah Thursday night and he was was like two
1: days before and said maybe well
0: yeah two days before he said I may need to reschedule and then Thursday confirmed that he needed to reschedule yeah so I was like Robin I'm coming
1: doors always open yeah so literally
0: I I went to Canada, went to Canada and visited Robin. All right, guys, are you looking for some clothing that is not only super comfortable, but has quality garments and feel great to wear and have head turning graphics and illustrations? You need to check out High Five Clothing. It's raised on 90s urban culture, graffiti, skateboarding and hanging on stoops and street corners. High Five has successfully blended hip-hop streetwear with new fashion trends. So um, if you go to their website, highfiveclothingcompany.com, you get to check out all of their cool merchandise. I have a pair of the sweatpants. I know I have a hoodie on the way. Robin has a hoodie. And we just love, love, love our High Five apparel. Um, it's, it's so comfortable and it's very in style. And what we love about High Five is they don't just make clothes. They keep a culture alive. So if you go to their website, highfiveclothingcompany.com, go ahead, start your Christmas shopping. Get a little something for yourself. They have more than just sweatshirts and hoodies. They have sunglasses. They have hats. They have so much more. So check out their website. And when you go to checkout, be sure to put in the code N-V-P. Stands for Not Verified Podcast. So put in N vp for free domestic shipping within the united states and for our canadian listeners if you have an american friend that can ship to them and they can bring it to you even better but guys please check out high5clothingcompany.com remember they don't just make clothes they keep a culture alive robin how excited were you for me to come to canada
1: i love when you come and see me
0: you say that now, but in the moment, I think you wanted to murder me a couple of times.
1: I get a little bit of anxiety before you come. Why? I don't know.
0: You shouldn't.
1: <laughs> I, I know. But it's like, got to prepare myself. Like, okay, make sure Chris is on his best behavior, or Emma's going to pick on him for the entire weekend.
0: <laughs> um, he, sh- he should know that if he's going to act a fool, it's fair game.
1: I think he knows by now.
0: It's every man for themselves.
1: I'm like, I'm always feel the need to like plan something for us to do. Even though you tell me a thousand times you just want to lay in bed.
0: I literally, what did I do? Okay.
1: We did things. We did things. We did and a lot of things and actually. I ha- and
0: I had so much fun. I literally would have done your family um, chores, like going grocery shopping or going to get gas or going, you know what I mean? Doing the things that, you do. Run errands. That's,
1: that's exactly what we did.
0: Right. And I had so much fun doing it. Chris, it was fun, actually. Chris did not have fun, but no, we had fun. No. We had fun. He, he was not happy. Um, yeah, because he was playing chauffeur. He was literally driving us to go get hair dye. He volunteered. He did volunteer. I will say that. He did do that. So I don't feel entirely bad. Actually, I didn't even feel bad at all before this. So
1: I bought him lunch. He'll be
0: fine. Yeah. The pad thai was delicious. So, yeah, we had a great weekend. Except when I, we can talk about this. We can talk about my first day in Canada. Are you sure? Yes, we can talk about it. I mean, I don't hide anything, I'm open, honest, raw, uncensored. So let's talk about it. So, Shelby and I got in a pretty big fight the night before I came to Canada. And Basically, I did not realize when I was lecturing my boyfriend on the phone how drunk he was. And he got a little snippety back and I didn't like it at all. So we we were very at odds. And then he fell asleep while we were arguing. Mid-fight. Mid-fight. Not good. So, so the next morning, he wakes up. I'm not realizing he, how hungover he is. and. He basically wakes up and acts like nothing happened, and that pissed me off. But I wasn't going to start the morning and be, and be a fun sucker, right? <laughs> so I was, you know, woke him up. Good morning. Have a good day at work. Blah blah blah. And then I sent him a text message saying, like, we are not done talking about what happened last night. And when I say that, I don't mean I do. I want to. I don't want to continue arguing. I Mm -hmm. don't. I want to have a conversation, though, to avoid conflicts like that in the future. And, of course, Shelby saw that as Emma's still mad at me. She's going to break up with me. So then he ignored me the whole day. I hate to
1: laugh, but this is really funny when we get to the end. The irony, again. (laughs) Whole life is a movie.
0: (laughs) So I'm, he thought I didn't want to talk to him. So he ignored me the whole day. And it broke my heart. It broke my heart because all I wanted, all I wanted to do was fix it. I wanted to Mm -hmm. fix it. But I knew that I couldn't just ignore the behavior, I couldn't sweep it under the rug. A conversation had to be had in order to move forward. But I didn't want to yell about it. Well. So Shelby's ignoring me the whole day. And I am just in tears. The whole fucking day. Crying. Crying the entire time telling Robin that he's going to break up with me. Because. And at first I didn't think so. But then the longer he went without talking to me.
1: It was about the time we went for lunch. That you really melted down.
0: I Yeah. I melted down in a public restaurant.
1: I was upset for you.
0: Yeah. I could feel it. It just like, it's my anxiety. It's my anxiety that makes me want to fix things because I don't, believe it or not, as much as I love confrontation, I don't like conflict with the people I love most. So I simply, I wanted to have a conversation, but I also thought he was purposely ignoring me when really he, had the busiest day of work he's incredibly hungover and he's thinking i don't want to talk to him which is just like a fucking disaster waiting to happen right
1: absolutely that was like the worst hand of cards you've ever been dealt That was pretty bad
0: it was terrible to the point where i was like robin please send him snapchats and me crying
1: (laughs) wait so i knew it was anxiety because i did not get shelby's gonna break up with you vibes yeah. I told you that for like four and a half hours. And
0: But then I was like, why isn't he talking to me?
1: Well, I, that I couldn't answer.
0: <laughs> I assumed he was just busy at work. Yeah, but I did not. I literally, was, I literally was like, if you love us, you will figure it out to talk to me. Not realizing <laughs> that he had tried three times at work to break away just to talk to me. <laughs> and he couldn't. We made it. We made it to the end. It was fine. We did. We went We went to the mall and I found Shelby's cologne in one of the stores. Sprayed it. The whole bottle. I sprayed the whole bottle all over me and cried. I can
1: still smell it in my room. You literally at one point. I said, Emma, what can I do for you? (laughs) I'm just going to go to sleep. And buried yourself. (laughs) And then immediately Shelby calls you.
0: Shelby FaceTimes me. Immediately. Yeah. And we, 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 this is like later in the evening. This is like a whole day of crying, of depression. I, I didn't really talk. Robin was very concerned because I didn't speak really. You were quiet. It was the quietest I think I've ever been. Like
1: even when you did talk, you were very soft-spoken and that is not
0: like you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just, I was so worried. I was so worried. I love Shelby. I know you know how much I love Shelby.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: it was also, it was an argument where we were having, we were battling his demons, mostly. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure. I I didn't know if his demons were going to win or not. And his demons were going to push me out. So it was, it's not, it's not a matter of how much he loves me. I know how much he loves me. I just, I think it's, you know, I I acknowledge this is his first healthy relationship. So there's a lot of new things that he's learning. And we are learning each other together. So it's, there's going to be conflict. It's just, trying to understand your partner during those times of conflict and knowing what they need without worrying about them leaving. And on Shelby's side, and I hate to speak for him, but he, he's had so many toxic relationships where people just constantly leave. So he has to, he has to continuously worry if there's conflict, are you going to leave? so with with him doubt with with him having that doubt or having that insecurity and worrying that i'm going to break up with him that makes me one it's like kind of like a, a a a reverse psychology it makes me worry oh my god does he not feel secure enough in this relationship is he going to break up with me where
1: shelby's never going to break up with you
0: you say that but if I, I know that. I'm going to save this for the day. If, the, if he ever decides to break up with me, I'm going to play this back and say, bitch, you said he wasn't going to break up with me.
1: Shelby, you owe me $100 if you break up with Emma. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to pay her <laughs> when I lose the pay.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: No, Shumaloo forever.
0: Shumaloo. Shumaloo. I love that. But, it, yeah, it was just, it was a really tough mental health day. It was bad. And, I think
1: it brought you and Shelby closer though.
0: Oh, it definitely did. I it gave us a deeper appreciation and love for each other because it made us like it made us have a vulnerable conversation that just needed to be reinstilled. Like I am not going anywhere.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I've
0: I've been in I've been in many relationships. I've been in one semi-healthy relationship because I will say My ex-husband's relationship was pretty healthy when it came to conflict. However, I was extremely toxic and I had extremely toxic behaviors and demons that I did not deal with, which essentially put the stake through the marriage. But also it was like I he wasn't my person. So anyways, my fault. My bad. Um, (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. But because, like, Shelby is my person, he is my person. He's everything that I could look for in a partner, um, you know. Not it's- every moment
1: of a healthy relationship is perfect.
0: I No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying. No, s-
1: but I think that's what makes you guys great is that you can have those imperfect moments and still come out on top. Right. You didn't go toxic.
0: I didn't. I didn't go toxic. He went toxic because it's habitual behavior.
1: But it's, now he knows. Like
0: he, like I said, he's continuously learning. He, he's learning that you don't have, just because I'm upset with you, you don't have to fear that I'm losing feelings for you or I'm pushing you away or I'm breaking up with you.
1: Exactly. It's only a problem if the continuance of that action happens. Correct,
0: correct. If you make
1: the change and listen to what your partner says, then it was a learning moment.
0: I literally had to drive into him and say over and over, I am allowed to be upset with you, but not have my feelings change for you. You know what I mean? Like he, at this point to me, he is a staple in my life. He is there. There, like the idea of Shelby not being in the picture just does not exist in my mind. So when I'm upset with him, my thought is never like I would never break up with him. Especially because I know that he is only going off of what he has learned during his time. Like he goes in survival mode during times of trauma. And he's he's endured a lot of trauma.
1: You know what I've learned about you, Emma? What? You have a very healthy communication skills.
0: Ooh, you just like you just made my lady bits tingle. <laughs>
1: Well, like, you've been coaching Chris and I a little bit. Because mm-hmm. we both suck at healthy communication. Because mm-hmm. we both have toxic tendencies. Yeah. You know, the the trauma from your past, you always bring it up. You don't. Know, we don't let it go. We keep holding it against each other.
0: Yeah, but, but, what, you, are, but what does you that t- do?
1: Well, it doesn't do anything, obviously. But it, there's never been anybody in our life that has said, you know, like, that's not normal. Yeah. Or, like, that's not... Productive, I guess it's, is the word. It's
0: not productive because all you're just it, bickering. Well, you're you're just simply tearing each other down. You're not allowing you're not allowing your partner to be a human because at the end of the day, we're humans. We make mistakes. We make huge yeah. mistakes, we make little mistakes. But what does constantly waving that mistake do to your partner? It reminds them that they're a fuck up. It reminds them that they were imperfect that you were upset with them it's constantly ripping open the wound after mm. it's trying to heal and it it just does so much damage on both sides so much damage because you're holding on to the hurt you're not allowing you're not allowing yourself to find forgiveness in a situation and he is not he's basically not being given the opportunity to heal to grow and to show that he won't make the mistake again,
1: I agree. But I also interject: you well, can't just never deal with the problem, though, and expect the other person to forget about it. Because if you truly did hurt that person or did them wrong, you owe them an apology or an explanation. You can't just expect them to lock it away in a closet and move on. Correct, but you
0: can't. You also can't expect to people. You can't expect people to process and to communicate that immediately. Everyone processes and communicates very differently. And this is the one thing that I walked away from my marriage. Really, when I first learned about it, it was really hard for me to process. But it was effective once I understood how the other person is processing information as it's coming towards them.
1: I agree. But in therapy, we learned that... You are allowed to take time, but you have to put an end date on that time. There has to be a time stamp yes. when your alone time and your time to think ends because you can't just have an undetermined date and leave your other party wondering when this is ever going to be resolved.
0: Yes. I and completely agree with where that.
1: Chris and I struggle. I'm asking for answers and getting no end times. And we learned that this weekend. Thanks mm-hmm. to
0: you, Emma. You're welcome. It's all about those I statements. You cannot, I'm still we, weaponize but you them. you can't weaponize them. We give truthful ones,
1: and then once <laughs> there's a solution, then both of us weaponize them, not just me.
0: No, I I know that. Well, I think you guys do it because you you guys your relationship, you guys under, you have a banter, and you know it's just the way that you two communicate. But you know how each We're other like feels an about each other. Old married couple. You really are. You guys are really mean to each other, both of you. But, like, you also know.
1: But we don't get upset. We know it's a joke.
0: Correct. Then how do you, why do you feel, why don't you feel that way about me?
1: Because I've been with Chris for five years. Oh,
0: fuck Chris. And
1: I know that Chris is a loyal dog. He ain't leaving.
0: (laughs) Chris, Chris is a good man. Chris, you know, there's a lot of times that we have to, we have to remind ourselves where our partners are grew up, the environment they were raised in, their models of love and models of being adults, making sound decisions come from, and not everyone has the the leisure and pleasure of being raised in a healthy household. I'm very, 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 very fortunate. I was raised in a pretty healthy household. Doesn't mean that I didn't endure trauma because there's trauma in every family, but... I had I had a mom and a dad that loved me very much and that would go to the end of the world to make sure that I had every opportunity and that I didn't steer off the wrong path, um, so to speak. But um, like Shelby, Shelby was homeless at 15. He basically raised himself. Um, He had great mentors in his life that have made him the man that he is today. However, in that journey, he also made a lot of big mistakes that he had to learn himself. Um, and he's, I mean, like I said earlier, he has toxic behavior when it comes to relationships that he is battling. He's battling right now. He's trying to recognize and do better now because there's someone there pointing out and showing him that, hey, life is not, it doesn't always have to be in survival mode. I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here to... To be your enemy, so to speak, or your opponent. I'm here to work with you to, to help you grow and evolve. And with Chris, we rec- we recognize that he has, he has health issues that are um, having such a large ripple in your relationship. He has a sleeping disorder. Mm-hmm. So he has a very difficult time waking up and robin has to wake him up for work because he works overnight the
1: worst three hours of my life every day yeah i love sundays because he doesn't go to bed he just goes to work after self goes to bed
0: yeah so it's it's one of those things that we we know th- we know the resolution but there are steps that need to be taken you know scripts and then getting the machine and getting the money to buy the machine and
1: and it's not even a guaranteed solution like it it for the most part makes it easier but it's still not fun Mm -hmm. because he did the trial with it for a month and like some days he would get right up and other days it would still be a fight right but like if we could have an improvement like 75 percent of the time it's not a fight i'd be happy
0: right so i mean you're you're dealing with something that you have absolutely no control over and Mm -hmm. some nights are really 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 difficult and then it carries over into the next day because well,
1: yeah, I'm tired and grumpy.
0: You're tired. And
1: he doesn't remember what he did. Correct.
0: So he thinks everything's fine and peachy. And then there you come for the throat. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, what the fuck?
1: Oh, he knows. He just knows now. He'll just immediately apologize. Whatever I said last night, I'm sorry.
0: Right. But there are... And he gets
1: mad at me where he's like, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. But in the moment, like your eyes are open and you're talking to me. And you're being really mean and hateful. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt my feelings.
0: Regardless, right?
1: Yeah. Right? The fact that you that thought even went through your brain. Yeah. We're working on it. I think we had a really great weekend, though, so it's a it good was start. A,
0: it was a really awesome weekend. I think there was a lot of things that were brought to light that you guys realized you both can work on and cognitive of and have a, have such a love for each other that you're willing to make the efforts to improve.
1: Well, we've never had a, like a, how do I say this? A third party who knows how to healthy communicate Mm -hmm. say something. They've always just picked a side and then talked shit about the other person, about how toxic they are. And like Chris and I have a really healthy relationship. We just have toxic tendencies.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like
1: we we have each other's back at the end of the day. Like I might complain to you Mm -hmm. 20 hours a day, but if you say a word about him, I'm going to put you in your place.
0: All right. Absolutely. No, I... He's mine to
1: complain about.
0: <laughs> well, if anything, you get upset when I stick up for him in those moments. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah.
0: But you you do realize it it's to give you perspective as an outsider. I don't always agree
1: in. with you, but I appreciate your opinion because you are a third party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are some times where there's a lot of history you don't know about that I'm like, mm-mm-mm. Right.
0: Absolutely. But Absolutely. But for someone who doesn't know
1: anything, like it's hard to know, make an informed opinion.
0: That's five years of information, right?
1: Yeah. I don't got time to tell you all <laughs> that. We'd be here all month. <laughs> be the new year. I'd still be talking.
0: Yeah. Seriously. But I also, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with you and Chris enough to understand your relationship and your communication styles and how you guys are with each other. That I am able to recognize what is just you guys and what is toxic behavior.
1: Yeah. And um, I know Chris listens. So, Chris, good communication this weekend. We both have learned now that neither of us can go to Costco when it's busy. Yes. We both had anxiety at the same time. And I got mad because he wasn't helping me get out of there. But he was also panicking. (laughs) But he didn't tell me until we were at the truck. So next time, tell me in the store.
0: Yeah. Well, but it's, we had Emma,
1: so it was okay.
0: Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's figuring figuring out what works for you guys. Right? Seeing the signs and, and understanding each other. Do you realize that there are sometimes people won't communicate because they're feared of being judged or they think that their insecurities or whatever negative is going on with them is going to be a bother or a nuisance to the other person.
1: You just described me. Remember what I told you about your Old Navy purchase that I simply would have not gone back?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. no. So we, we went to Old Navy and, you know, me being me and not giving a fuck and just <sighs> having fun, I decided to literally start wearing the clothes that I was planning on purchasing for myself around the store.
1: On top of your clothes.
0: On top of my clothes, exactly. And I could tell Robin was mortified.
1: I, was, mm-hmm. I just, I live my life under the radar. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't acknowledge my existence. I am here to buy my daughter clothes.
0: Yeah. And, and if, you
1: just drew all the attention. I'm
0: like, give me the attention. Give it So much to me. so
1: that a lady made a comment to you in line.
0: Well, yeah. I talked to her daughter, too. I was like, this is an outfit, right? And she's like, yes. No, not that lady. The uh, other
1: lady. When you were at the cash. Oh, you're trying the clothes on at the cash?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was. I said, absolutely. (laughs) I made her scan it while it was still on me.
1: It was embarrassing. It was amazing. It's not that big of a deal, but I'm just not used to attention.
0: Right. Exactly. We balance each other out very nicely.
1: The cashier said that. Shout out to the cashier at Old Beauty. (laughs) Yes.
0: Hey.
1: You overcharged Emma.
0: Yeah, they overcharged (laughs) me. I had to go back. I, it was funny. So I, they had forgotten my earrings and they overcharged me. And Robin was like, if it was just the earrings, we wouldn't have gone back.
1: I wouldn't have gone back. Chris would have taken you back. But did you notice that I did not go inside with you?
0: No, you didn't have to.
1: I know, but I was, I would be too embarrassed. What a silly statement now that it's over, but I literally would not have gone back. I would have just paid for the earrings and never worn them Interesting. because I didn't
0: have them interesting yeah no i'm like i paid for those bitches and i really liked them so i would have gone back for them um so yeah we we did some shopping we played call of duty
1: oh yeah that's my new obsession
0: we love it we played call of duty mobile and i purchased the backbone controller which is amazing if you guys don't know what backbone the backbone controller is it basically it looks like they have an xbox version and they have a playstation version where you open it up and you basically plug your phone into it and your phone is the screen and you have the little joysticks and buttons and everything on the outside
1: pretty cool actually
0: it's awesome it is awesome i love it so i get and then i ordered you one so you could yeah you
1: jerk you're not supposed to buy me things
0: uh why not because you spoiled the crap out of me this weekend. That's my love language.
1: I know. And I cooked for you. That's my love language.
0: Yeah. We, I, we're we learning more. Like, I like to spoil the people I love with gifts. And um, Robin likes to cook for people. Shelby does, too.
1: You're in trouble.
0: I know. I, I'm going to get fat, but you guys are going to have plenty of things. It's the perfect combination. Really, it is. Um. So, yeah. And then we got to play with another luhu, Who, Brandon, which was yes. so much fun. It was really fun because most of the time when I'm on live, I'm interacting with people through live and they're in the chat. So I don't often mm-hmm. get to have verbal conversations with them. Um, unless, of course, you have my phone number, but I don't give my phone number out to many people. Um, so... Brandon wanted to play with us and it was just it was really fun because we could all talk over the game and we just we had a blast so, it's so much fun I love it yeah so if y'all have Call of Duty Mobile and want to play with us let us know send us an email we'll, we'll add your username that was basically the last two weeks Robin had COVID I had COVID
1: I did not have COVID <laughs> I tested twice <laughs> no
0: COVID oh gosh but yeah that was it. That was 48 minutes and something seconds of two weeks, guys. Wow. I know. So, Robin, what do we have for true crime, Canadian true crime? Because I know people have really missed it if you want to go into it.
1: So I have learned that you have no idea who this is, and that made me so sad. Oh. um. So it's a Canadian artist. Um, it's the lead singer of the band called Headley. Never. Which I thought they were pretty popular, but I guess only in Canada. Never heard of Headley. Okay, well, the lead singer's name is Jacob Hogard. Okay. Uh, he w- was on Canadian Idol when I was a kid. Okay. And that's really how he got started. Um, he ended up not winning on Canadian Idol because his only goal was to get recognition for his band that he had. Mm-hmm. Um. So in 2005... Hogarth and his band members were suspects in a sexual assault case Ooh. Um, and it was with a minor Ooh. Yikes. so she was found unconscious and shoeless outside in London Ontario and it was at the venue where the band had been playing oh and up above the venue was like an apartment kind of that was attached where the bands could use as like a suite during mm-hmm. their set Yeah. Um, so they did some investigation and found some of her items up there Mm -hmm. Uh, they did a rape kit and the band sent a letter to the venue that if they continued to talk to police and give their information that they would be sued and then there was also another victim and she was from ottawa her name has not been disclosed because they are protected under the ontario laws Hmm. Um, so jacob hogard has been charged with one count of sexual interference and two counts of sexual assault causing bodily harm involving a child under 16 and a woman oh my god
0: that's disgusting do you remember the the tiktok i sent you of that other musician that canadian musician
1: yes what was his name i don't know because i have never heard of him
0: you've never heard wait hold on
1: until you sent me that i had no idea who he was
0: let me hold on i'm gonna pull it up
1: Okay. Well, you pulled up. I'll finish this. Um, so his trial was postponed because of the pandemic. So he actually didn't go on trial until this year in May, and he was found guilty of sexual assault causing bodily harm against an Ottawa woman, um, but he was acquitted for his sexual assault of a 16-year-old because they used false information in the um, trial that they reported the wrong information and nobody caught the mistake.
0: Okay. So the guy's name was Chris Wu. And he, yeah,
1: I've never heard of him before. He sent me that.
0: He's and well, I it was ironic because I was just scrolling through TikTok, and someone had the, posted this video saying Chris Wu got 13 years in jail. Well deserved, blah, blah blah. I was like, who the fuck is Chris Wu? So I Googled him, and he is a convicted serial rapist. Um, and he a, a Chinese born. Canadian former rapper, singer, actor, and model. He is a former member of Southern Korean Chinese boy band EXO, or its subgroup EXO-M. And then he left the group in 2014 and tried to be a solo artist, an actor in China. But he, yeah, he um, is professionally known as Chris Wu, and he is a convicted serial rapist and he got 13 years. So we're full of them. Like luck, lucky you guys.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Robin, what hoodie are you wearing right now? My new hoodie from High Five. Uh, oh my god,
1: wait. Seriously? Yeah, I got it in the mail last week.
0: I love High Five clothing. Most comfortable. Like, super comfortable sweats I've ever worn. And they don't even entirely look like sloppy sweats to begin with. They're they're trendy. They're stylish. You can wear them out and about. Or you can wear them in the comfort of your home. Yeah, that's what I've loved the most about lying is
1: I wear my hoodie at home when I'm just relaxing. But I also wore it to work today and got compliments on it.
0: Yeah, and it's so Like, the colors are really, really cute. Not to mention the material is, it's like butter, baby. We had a really fun weekend. Yeah, we did. That was awesome. It was super fun. Um, I don't like that you're spreading the rumor that I'm a bed hog, though, because that is so far from the truth.
1: I literally slept in my kid's bed.
0: Yeah, but did you disclose that you fell asleep there first when I was wide awake? Listen,
1: here's how this happened. My kid woke up in the middle of the night, and Chris asked me if I could go lay in bed with her to put her back to sleep. Well, I fell asleep because it was the middle of the night.
0: It was literally like 11 o'clock.
1: It was 11.30 and I had gotten up at 5 a.m.
0: Okay, and? What do you mean and? I was tired. That has nothing to do with you telling people I'm a bed hog. You Well, here's
1: the thing. You slept diagonally across my bed. So at 3 in the morning when I got up to come to bed because my back felt like it was going to snap in half, there was nowhere for me to sleep unless I curled up like a cat at the bottom. (laughs) I am too large to do that. So I went back to my kid's bed and had the worst sleep of my life. But
0: here's the thing. You expect me to just, like, assume that you're going to come sleep with me?
1: Yeah. Well. It's my bed. (laughs) I even had the broken side.
0: That's true. Broken side wasn't even that bad, though. It's
1: terrible. Your head is lower than your feet.
0: The bed that you broke, though.
1: You broke it. I did
0: not!
1: You did.
0: Ugh. God, it's okay.
1: It made great content for those TikToks we made.
0: I know the TikToks are really funny. If you guys haven't seen them, if you go to my TikTok dot l o u u you'll see them. We played the Oh no, we we played the I'm passing the phone too.
1: I literally laughed so hard I cried
0: with Sophia cuz she was the Yes. Fucking, she was the fucking star. That's why.
1: That was hilarious.
0: So, so funny.
1: I watched it today a couple times. Yeah.
0: She just, she she was hysterical. <laughs> so, yeah, you're telling everyone I'm a bed hog. That's not true. But you made. I actually didn't tell
1: anybody that. I just wrote it in the notes and you mm, got upset. You told people. Um, I told no one.
0: <laughs> you're my
1: only friend.
0: You made some really amazing food, though. Like the meals that you made and the homemade bread.
1: I spoiled you.
0: Oh, and you toasted it and put butter on it? Mm.
1: Remember that time you told me? You don't have to make homemade bread. I don't need it.
0: Yeah, you need to make it every time I see you now.
1: I know. I'll make you a different kind of bread every time you come. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: I like baking. It's relaxing.
0: I don't. Shelby Why? When Shelby's emotionally stressed, he'll bake. That's but, what I do, too. It's but,
1: a healthy coping mechanism. He
0: bakes desserts. He doesn't, like, bake oh. bread.
1: I don't like making desserts, to be honest. They're yeah. too tedious.
0: But Shelby... Okay, I hope Shelby's listening, and I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way. I love Shelby's desserts, but he does too much with them sometimes. Like, sometimes I just want a plain brownie with nothing on it. And the brownies he made this last time, he put chocolate syrup on, M&Ms, caramel popcorn, brown sugar. Like, he loaded it up. It was diabetes. Oh, fancy brownies. Diabetes in a tray, Okay. <laughs> And I had one small piece because it was just too much. I'm not a, I'm not a big sweets person. I like simple sweets.
1: I'm going to make us some edibles. Oh, yes. Next time you come, we'll make weed brownies. Oh, yes. I'm so excited.
0: I'm so, so excited. All right. Are we ready for Am I an Asshole? Yeah, let's do it. Wait, can I go get my McDonald's? Does that make me an asshole? Yeah, it does, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Listen, some crackhead could have stolen my my French fries. They're fucking cold, but he could have stolen them.
1: They're probably ice cold.
0: Yeah, they are.
1: We could heat them up in the air fryer. They'd be good.
0: I'm too lazy for that.
1: I also like cold fries, so it's okay.
0: All right, Robin, let's do Am I an Asshole.
1: Am I reading it or are you?
0: Um, you are. Wait, they put chocolate syrup in my Oreo McFlurry.
1: They did that to me when we got them, too. Why? I have no idea.
0: What is up with that? I don't like that. Mm-mm. I
1: don't like it either.
0: Okay, you read the Am I an Asshole.
1: Okay. Am I an Asshole for not paying it forward in drive through The cart in front of me paid for my order. The cashier said it had been happening all day. The order behind me was way more expensive than my single coffee. I did not pay it forward. I took my free coffee and told the girl to have a good day, tipped her $2, and left. Am I an asshole?
0: No, no. Because you were going there with the intention of paying just for a coffee. You, I agree. You, you weren't going there to buy breakfast for the entire office down the road.
1: Right? And this is actually my am I an asshole? Because this happens to me all the time, and I never know what to do. But, like i set a budget for that kind of stuff and like if it if it's not super expensive i don't mind like yeah i'll pay for the two coffees behind me whatever yeah i like to you know do an acnes random act of kindness but it was like food and coffees and a whole bunch of other stuff it Was like forty dollars
0: yeah absolutely not you're not an so asshole. i just took the
1: two dollars i would have paid for my coffee and i tipped the cashier
0: nope you're not an asshole not at i all. didn't think so
1: either but they didn't seem very happy when i didn't continue the train
0: No one is expecting you to fork out 40 bucks.
1: Right? Well, I used to work at Tim Hortons where this would happen all the time. Or at Christmas, people would buy a $100 gift card and then say, use this for as many people as they can.
0: Mm. That's a good idea, actually.
1: Yeah. People do it all the time. It was really awesome. And it does start like a train where people are like, oh, yeah, let me contribute too. Let me give you a $5 bill to put towards people's orders.
0: Yeah. Which is awesome. I like the money towards the total. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. If you That's don't why I tipped be-
1: my $2. Right. I was ready to spend it anyway, so. Uh-huh. You are not
0: the asshole. No.
1: Thank you. I didn't think so.
0: All right. What's the next one?
1: That's all I had. Um, Did you bring one?
0: No, I didn't, to be quite honest.
1: Am I an asshole for asking you to take those shorts off in Old Navy?
0: Yeah, you are.
1: I don't think so. Here's the thought. I didn't want them to think you were stealing. Maybe you're just a really bad thief who puts it on the outside.
0: Clearly I am not stealing because I'm bringing so much goddamn attention to myself that if I was st- if I was stealing, I wouldn't want to bring attention to myself. That's not true. What do you mean that's not true.
1: Well technically, they can't really do anything about it unless they have security on site. Which the Canadians are coached not to say anything.
0: y'all say sorry way too often.
1: At least we're polite.
0: No, y'all aren't. Yes, we are. One of you one of the Canadians on the highway tried to run me off the road.
1: In his defense, you made him real mad. He shouldn't have tailgated
0: me. He fucked with the wrong one.
1: You instigated it, but he was a little bit extreme.
0: How did I instigate it? Because I purposely... You
1: purposely break-checked him, which, by the way, is illegal in Ontario. Is it really? Everybody does it, but yes, if there's an accident, you're at fault.
0: Well, he he shouldn't have
1: ridden my ass. You break-checked him, which, whatever, fine, everybody here does it. And then sped up so he couldn't pass you, mm-hmm. and then immediately slowed down so he'd get stuck again. Yep. yep. A few times. So I could feel his anger <laughs> brewing by his driving. That.
0: I did all of that.
1: And then he almost killed the car in front of him. Mm-hmm. He almost hit him. I swear he was on two wheels when he lane changed.
0: He was an asshole for that.
1: Oh, yeah, he was. And then he called you on to pull up beside him. Yeah. And I had a panic attack in <laughs> Emma's car, guys i was not okay legs were numb i was nauseous my vision was blurry i'm not kidding emma i was having a panic attack (laughs) i thought i was going to die so she's going to pull up beside this guy i'm like don't you trust him emma do not trust him
0: she was screaming at me do not trust him
1: i did not scream i just sternly told you not to trust this fella because i could tell he was gonna hit you or push you off the road and that's exactly what he did.
0: He, put, But I handled myself very calm and coolly.
1: Oh, yep. Yep. Flew down the shoulder, flipped him off and smiled and off we went.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: And then he just passed you like on the way, right? And carried on with his day uh-huh. until we found him at the off ramp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was debating which way to take you to try to avoid him. But I thought that the way he was driving, he would be long gone by the time we got to that
0: exit. Yeah. He was ta- Joke's on me. He was, you know what's crazy? That motherfucker was tailgating me like he was, he was in a hurry. Like he needed to go to the hospital, right?
1: He was in such a hurry to go exactly where we were going at the exact same time.
0: Exactly. So who, who's the asshole now? He him. was
1: absolutely the
0: asshole. He was the asshole. Thank you.
1: 100% he was.
0: 1000% he was.
1: Canadians here would have just moved over in the right lane and let him go be an asshole to somebody else.
0: Yeah. That y'all are a bunch of pussyfoots.
1: I just don't have time to deal with that. I got places to be. If I'm out driving, it's because I'm going somewhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we are going somewhere, but at the same time, like, have a little respect.
1: Oh, I agree. I would just rather not deal with it. We've learned this about me. I run from confrontation. I thrive. Unless I know I'm right. Then.
0: I thrive in confrontation. Thrive.
1: That's why I have you
0: i literally am like prove me wrong and then once you do prove me wrong i'm gonna make you feel like an asshole for proving me wrong
1: (laughs) not toxic at
0: all not toxic at all that is extremely healthy all right robin this is a little bit of a shorter episode but at the same time it's time for us to go what
1: can we do a blurb about people applying to be on the podcast
0: oh right
1: Sorry, just before we end recording. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. So we've had a lot of people come to us recently asking to be on the podcast, which we would love to have everyone possible. However, like anything else, you have to, you have to kind of sell to us why you want to be on the podcast. You can't just call me or you can't message not verified or message Robin or anything and say, I want to be on the podcast because. Or I want this person to be on the, you should really look at this person to be on the Mm -hmm. podcast because we, we would appreciate and it would actually, Willie, get the fuck out of there.
1: Hi, Willie.
0: We would, we would appreciate if people would just submit on our email, not verified podcast at gmail.com because we both see the email. We both can discuss it because at the end of the day, this is both of our show. We jointly yeah. need to decide together if this person, this individual, is a good fit for our show. And what? We yeah, and we're going to be doing
1: a plan for the new year, and have themes for every month. And we want to try and put people in the theme that they most match up with. Correct. So put in the title of your email that it's your application, and then we can filter through them.
0: Correct. Yeah, we would appreciate us I, I appreciate that. It keeps us more organized. It allows us to do a little bit of homework, but not kill ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you really want to be on the show, you, you have to provide the information. You got to kind of sell it to us in a sense.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So we would appreciate that. Thank you. And good night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to get the fuck out of here. Seriously, I need to smoke a doobie and eat my McDonald's.
1: I need to do the same.
0: Uh, We'll see you fuckers next week. Let's go. Later.